Greetings, everyone. Right at the top of this episode, I would like to warn everybody that this episode is not safe for work, it is not safe for children, and frankly, it is not safe for you either. Please do not take anything we say in this podcast seriously. They are jokes, people. We are making silly jokes. Family members, nope. Do not listen to this one. Do not do it. Hello and welcome to the Distump Podcast. This is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Today, I am joined by my two best podcast pals. We've got Chris from The Geek Peak and we've got Josh from Four Nerds by Nerds. How you guys doing? <laughs> we back. We're doing good, Miles. What's up, man? My boys. My beautiful boys. <laughs> Josh, I missed you so. <laughs> this movie's got me in my feels and re-examining my sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is episode 69 of The Disc Stump, y'all. So I was like, we got to do something horny. And I asked my girlfriend, I was like, will you do an episode with me on Basic Instinct? And she was like, uh, no. <laughs> so I was like, I know who, I knew two horny boys will do a horny episode with me. And uh, so we did the movie Basic Instinct. Okay. So, uh <laughs> You guys, I'm assuming, like me, have ventured into this shit when you were way too young to see it. Is that true? Calling all my horn dog comrades out there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. I know we're out there. There's, we are legion. <laughs> it's a lot of kids, I'm sure. Yeah, this is pre-internet spank material right here. <laughs> this is what you did back in the day. Shit would come on stars at late at night, and I'd be like down in the living room, like I hope no one comes down. <laughs> I mean, like this was like a whole genre of movies back in the day, like like sexual suspense type of films. Is there another one that's exactly like this, though? Yeah, there's like three movies like this, and they all star fucking Michael Douglas. Really? <laughs> That's why I asked. I was like, yeah, "Are we doing Basic Instinct or Fatal Attraction?" It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he did another one with Demi Moore, where she's like his boss and she like sexually assaults him. Michael Douglas is just literally what women from the '90s imagined is just a male sex doll. Apparently, I don't, I don't get it. I, I was talking to somebody today saying that I was watching this movie, and I'm like, "Why?" did people in the late 80s and early 90s think michael douglas was this like sex symbol like (laughs) he's got a weird face (laughs) (laughs) and he was like 50 years old at the time like that shit doesn't fly today (laughs) chris emsworth like younger than i am 
The uh, I saw an interview a couple of years ago, and by a couple of years ago, I mean I watched it on the TV Guide channel. So that's how long ago this interview took place. Um, so uh, Michael Keaton, or yeah, Michael Keaton, Michael Douglas. I'm going to fuck that up a hundred times today. Michael Douglas was t- uh, talking in an interview about like showing some skin on screen. He's like, well, yeah, all of my favorite movies have some kind of sexual element to them, and. I can't say no to that. <laughs> so that's how he feels about being in movies like Basic Instinct. I thought you were going to talk about the time that he was interviewed and said that he got throat cancer from going down on his wife, Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that as well. Whoa. <laughs> Welcome to the horny episode. I think it might have been from this fucking movie because he smokes about nine cartons of cigarettes. <laughs> so I was counting just out the gate. I want to put the count out there. It's up for dispute because there are two like halfsies, but I counted seven sex scenes. Yeah, there were some like, back to backs. <laughs> yeah, there was two of them that it was like, oh, everyone's naked. Then they have sex, but you don't see that part. But you know they fucking filmed it. So, like, to quote Lord of the Rings, less than half of what we expected. This movie must have been like I think it's like her first big movie, so that must be why Sharon Stone's doing so much nudity. But like I've always known her as like a big name actress because I was a kid when this movie came out. So it's like I was shocked by because I had never actually seen this movie. Oh really? It was one of those movies I never watched because I knew so much about it that I was like, I don't really, I'm not rushing out to watch it. I was Mm -hmm. shocked by the amount of nudity in this by her. It's all from her pretty much. Yep. (laughs) I just got to throw it out there. She is absolutely fucking gorgeous in this movie. She's so, so fine. The entire film, I'm just like, oh my God, Sharon Stone. The um, my question to you guys is: Do you think her boobs are real? Because they don't move at all in this movie. I think they're too small to be fake. I pretend that they're real, whether or not they are or aren't. They're <laughs> she's so hot in this film, man. God, I, I I not to be the I work in a hospital guy, but I work in a hospital, and my like specialty is plastic surgery, and people get breast implants of all sizes. But if yeah. you're going to be in Hollywood, you might go like Anna Nicole Smith, where it's just basketballs under your fucking shirt. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they, they didn't look fake, though. No, they just Usually didn't move. They just have like a roundness to them where you can tell no matter the size. Sharon Stone is so hot. That's basically <laughs> all my contribution to this conversation. I was thinking because like the early 90s was a much different time than it is now. Like where they're talking about eating ass on Sesame Street and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, like in the early 90s, like how many dudes were in the movie theater with their girl and was like, that's how it's fucking done. Like, this <laughs> be the work she's putting in. <laughs> Oh my god! It's not just me on top. <laughs> I gotta throw this out there before we move on. This this movie came out a year before I was born. What year was, did it come out? Ninety two. It came a year after I was born. <laughs> it's five when this came out. <laughs> so this movie, there used to be, you know, how late night commercials. Everyone remembers Girls Gone Wild commercials, right? There was like a low budget one where they would mail you a tape 
of all of the best celebrity nudity and sex scenes. And in the commercial was she like spread her legs and it was like cartoon eyeballs that came out like boing, boing, boing in the commercial. And I was like, whoa, is this going to be in this shit? And uh, then I eventually saw it. But like, I just remember that like hokey ass fucking commercial. <laughs> we need the miles cut of <laughs> basic. <instinct. laughs> oh, my God. Now in interviews, she said she didn't know that that was going to be on film. And it's like bullshit like there you can't just do that there's got to be contracts and you got paid extra to do that and all this other shit like yeah she beaved a whole room of dudes like there's no way you didn't know you did that yeah. uh, very silly like, but... what's the problem like you can barely see anything anyways it's not like a bunch of fucking roast beef came rolling out or anything like <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ this is the horny episode uh <laughs> Just gonna keep reminding them. This is why you asked us here. (laughs) This is why I asked you here. (laughs) So yeah, the like I remember all that shit happening, but like she's naked for ninety percent of this movie. I feel like, and she shouldn't like she does full frontal nudity multiple times in it. So I don't know why she'd like be all like, I didn't know they were gonna zoom in on my vagina. You know, like she's naked all the time in this fucking movie. I'm also enjoying. Gene Triplehorn, because I, I know her more for like acting more recently. Like I was like, oh man, she was really pretty back in the day. That's the uh, like his other therapist lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who is she? Like, what is she in these days? Nothing. Uh, she'll be in like a movie once in a while, but she's been in like a lot of TV and stuff. I'll, I'll have to look at her IMDb. You've definitely seen her in other things, but I had never seen her like this young. I was like, damn, she's fucking hot. Yeah, she fucking took it in that one scene. Like, she's in sex scene so number weird. two, I believe. I number oh, yeah. Two. Yep, sex scene number two. I was uh, not expecting a rape scene in this film. I mean, was it a rape scene? She seemed pretty into it for, like, I don't know, 75% of it. I, yeah, I was, was kind of on the fence. Yeah, I don't think those numbers are in your favor, is there, Miles? <laughs> <laughs> anyway i was gonna make rape jokes i'm not into it um so yeah it was the... no it was just like an odd scene because it was like completely out of character and it really had nothing to do with the things that she was talking about so it wasn't like he was like they were trying to act like he was all like mentally influenced by the situation and everything and he just needed to let it out but it's like she wasn't doing shit like that <laughs> yeah she like yeah the the, leading up to that scene i i remember seeing that scene when i was a kid i remember all the sex scenes vividly but <laughs> before that he like goes back to drinking and smoking because sharon stone fucked with his brain and then he like gets into a fight with internal affairs and she swoops in and saves him and then they fuck and it was just like all this like degradation at the same time but let's talk about the writing in at least the first half of the movie what yeah. do you guys think of Which the writing the first scene because we didn't even talk about that she straight up stabs that motherfucker in the face (laughs) yeah with with an ice pick man that was intense practice my stabbing i can't clearly see her face at any point during that scene but her boobs and body are exactly the same as they are for the rest of the movie so it's like i'm pretty sure that was sharon stone and god bless america she repeats that scene two more times in this (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, so they like they bang and stuff. I just have all the sex scenes numbered. Those are the big bullet points. It's like, and here's another one, and here's another one. I wonder I, what percentage of the movie it is if you like tally up the minutes. Like it's got to be a good chunk. I know the answer to that actually. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, so uh, there's so many things to say about this movie. So when I was watching the DVD, I spooked myself. I looked at the bottom of this disc. And it looked like there was white, flaky, dry substance on the bottom of it. And that's why it stopped playing. And I was like, whoa, this can't be happening. This is definitely <laughs> not what I think it is. So I like, wa- I washed it and it's like, the, like this the- isn't my jizz. <laughs> this is the first time I opened it. So it's not mine, but I did buy it used. So <laughs> that's another story. So I was like, oh no, is this what I think it is? But when I went to wash it, it's actually like a layer of the seed. The disc is like coming up and it just happens to look like cum. So it wasn't cum, but either way, the disc is fucked. So the answer for this movie is dump because it doesn't work. <laughs> so, but yep. So that was uh, the how that story went. And there was a story I was going to lead into with that one. But, oh, I had to watch it on a porn site because that was the only way to watch it for free was I had to go on X videos and find it. But the other videos, when you type in Basic Instinct, are all nudity and sex scenes from Basic Instinct. 18 minutes long. That's 10% of the movie. That's amazing. What a world we live in. This is like some fuck. This is like the coolest parts of like Star Trek future. Like, listen to everything you just said. My disc that holds hours of information on it was broken. So then I went on to the thing that holds all the knowledge of the known universe (laughs) (laughs) and watched it on a free pornographic website. (laughs) (laughs) And all of this could be attained by a device I keep in my pocket. (laughs) That's fucking incredible. (laughs) I mean, yeah, the world is fucking crazy. You're right. I didn't think about that at all while I was doing that. None of this would existed when we were a kid. None of it. <laughs> you had to wait for it to come on on stars on Saturday night when everyone else is asleep. That's what I did. Speaking of something else that came out when I was a kid, uh, Steven Spielberg, when he saw this movie, saw Wayne Knight, and that's how he was cast as Dennis Nedry. <laughs> Who's Let's Wayne go. Knight? Dennis Nedry. He's the district attorney guy. Oh, from Jurassic Park, where like he gets the oh, uh, shaving cream. I got you. Newman. Yes, Seinfeld. Newman. Yes, the guy who film is licking his lips like he's looking at a Thanksgiving fucking dinner. I mean, honestly, like when I first saw this, he was one of the the only people I recognized in it. Like I knew who Sharon Stone was but and Michael Douglas, but that was it. And this time around, I recognized so many people. It was crazy. Yeah, there, there is a crazy amount of, oh, it's that guy in this movie. <laughs> like, I don't know the majority of their names, but it's like, holy shit, it's that guy. Yeah, I documented them based on like what I've seen them in. So like there there's the cop that like happens to have all of the information that mm-hmm. Michael Douglas has been looking for the whole time. That guy, he actually is a like fire chief in the show yeah, Rescue, Rescue Me. Me. Yeah. yeah. I, I was guy. like I was like, holy shit, look at that guy. He has fucking hair and he looks like he's a schlub and he's not in charge of everything. <laughs> like I was so excited to see him. Uh who were some other people that you recognized? Do you remember anything about him? Uh, Steven Tobolowsky. 
giving his most intense performance ever. Uh, you may know him as the annoying guy from Groundhog's Day that always sees Bill Murray and is like, Phil? Oh my god! And then like, makes him step in the puddle and shit. Uh, he, he was like the the guy that was like, this person would be a sociopath. The most psychotic person you've ever met. <laughs> he was like yelling everything he said and giving the most intense dialogue ever. He was Bob in uh, Heroes and he was a big character in Silicon Valley too. I, I, it's crazy. He just plays a nerd who's kind of bald. That's his job. <sighs> he was going to be Alfred in George Miller's Justice League movie. Really? Batman's butler, Alfred. <laughs> Whoa. British Alfred played by this dopey American. There were more, right? There gotta be more. Did you recognize anybody, Chris? No, I'm I am actually reading trivia about it. Did you know that Michael Douglas said that he the reason he felt he needed a star in this movie is he thought that sex scenes were in danger of disappearing from films due to the AIDS epidemic. I'm sure Michael I thought you were going to say from his age because he's almost a 50 year old man (laughs) he also got a facelift before this movie you can tell his his fucking the ends of his eyes are like sticking up the whole time he's like you don't say yeah I have a cigarette no that's just all the coke he was doing on set (laughs) I'm sure that was happening for sure too with Sharon fucking Stone hell yeah dude so like this is probably a shitty thing to say but I don't care Actors who get to like suck on famous actresses' tits and stuff in movies. Oh my god, is there a better job? I can't think of a better job. That literally takes place in the first like 35 seconds of this film, (laughs) and it continues through the whole fucking movie. (laughs) The part I didn't like was when she oddly did it back to Michael Douglas. I was like, (laughs) I don't need to see this, and he looked uncomfortable too. He was like, Oh, okay, this is happening. All right, and now I'm pretending to get a blowjob. Ooh, (laughs) that scene of him going down on her was the most fucking realistic. Yeah, it definitely looked like he got in there a little bit. Yeah, like how did you film that without actually doing it? Apparently, they wore genital pads, but genital pits. Ain't yeah. a damn way. Ain't a damn way. <laughs> like glued an airhead to the outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> did they ever discuss who Michael Douglas killed and why they call him Shooter? That it was just the Taurus, right? Did they ever explain the circumstance? That was so weird. <laughs> So whoever wrote this movie definitely didn't understand how police work, how guns work, or how cars work. Like, both of those things were like, oh, you don't, like, it was clearly written by some kind of, like, erotic thriller novelist at the the $1 corner at the grocery store, you know what I mean? They also did not know the rules of the road. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) there's this one scene, they use the footage twice of them driving up this it's clearly a two lane road but it's so narrow that you need to go slow because it's one way and both times that they're going up they're going like 50 miles an hour up this thing like they pull up to Sharon Stone's house not like with lights flashing just there to say to talk to her as a person of interest and they come to a screech (laughs) in front of her driveway because they're going so fast it's like what the fuck and then He's tailing her when she's in her like Lamborghini or Ferrari or whatever she was driving. Her Lotus. Zooming in and out of cars. And then he doesn't like 
arrest her. It's like he said like 50 cases of like attempted vehicular manslaughter. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I mean like if I sneeze while I'm driving and it like accelerates a little bit, I get pulled over. Like it shit happens and like she's fucking flying down the street with a lotus multiple times. The the last car chase was fucking crazy. That was actually pretty good if you ask yeah. me. The one with Roxy. I mean, stairs in a fucking he was driving up the stairs and shit with his Chrysler. <laughs> shit yeah, was pretty yeah, cool. He was, he was driving his Chevy Cavalier <laughs> convertible. She just like yeah, flipped going, off. And it's constantly movie. like perfectly fine. But you see it like bouncing off <laughs> everything. Yeah, that was that was actually an unexpectedly good car chase just like randomly in this movie. Yeah. I was like, wait, what's happening right now? Did he he's chasing this person that just tried to run him over? What? And that was pretty realistic too. Someone got hit by a car in the production of this movie because they flew off just like they do in GTA and shit. And he was perfectly fine. And he was perfectly fine. He had no problems at all. He slid up a cigarette and jumped in his car. <laughs> Michael Douglas has got to do what Michael Douglas has got to do. That was like a mistake of looking up his age because all I could think the whole film was going, he's 47. He's 40, like, I'm 33. If I get hit by a car like that, I'd be in the fucking hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fucking crazy. Oh, man. So, like, my main problem with the beginning is the writing. Like, I, I wrote down a lot of quotes from this movie, like a lot of quotes from this movie because if you really watch this movie, they – talk they'll say a line and then they pause and then the next person says a line and they pause this movie would be the the most boring movie ever if they took the music out of it this movie is very weird because it's like a noir like an old like 50s movie but like made at the time for like present time but it yeah it has like alfred hitchcock kind of like mixed with home alone score (laughs) (laughs) yeah like without that they like clearly knew that the score what the score was before they filmed it i feel like because they just like i i'm picturing being michael douglas like i'm him in this movie and every time he has to like react to something he like stops and makes a face about it and then he goes and it's like it's not bad acting. They clearly were told this is how they have to act because the music is going to be like shitty. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was. I thought Michael Douglas was great in this movie. I personally really enjoyed this, but I felt like it was a, a bit long. And they probably could have cut one or two of the sex scenes out, out of the seven. <laughs> how fucking dare you? <laughs> I know that's not horny at all, but. <laughs> that is weak sauce. We are in episode six. 69 here you better pep it the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) all right let me pop two horse viagra and get back in the game let's do this guys put the movie on in the background (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i uh anyone who's gonna watch this movie i suggest you start with your pants off it's just the best way to do it because if (laughs) if you have to do it later you're gonna stop focusing for a second you might lose it you just gotta just start with your pants off um so be prepared the, to hurt yourself. 
god. So the it, the clearly the first sex scene is the opening of the movie where you're like looking through a diamond for some reason. No, uh, in no way relevant to this movie, right? And she has sex with the guy and she stabs him with an ice pick. Which this is also where I found out what an ice pick was. So that was. Did you guys know what ice picks were before? Like, have you ever seen them in real life? But Miles, you can buy one at any Kmart, as they say. Yeah, for for two dollars and thirty nine cents. I haven't seen one in person, but I have seen like pictures and in movies and stuff. It's fancy. It's good for stabbing. <laughs> it's yeah. good for stabbing. The only other movie I've seen it in was Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, and I noticed it when I was watching it with Josh for his podcast. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, that's an ice pick." Sharon Stone kills people with those. <laughs> um, so that's number one sex scene. Number two sex scene is with him and the therapist, and it gets a little rough. And then we we kind of start to go off the rails a little bit. There's, I feel like that one started rough because they were doing some weird shit. <laughs> he like threw himself against the wall at one point. <laughs> <laughs> like I know he threw her up against the wall, but then he also threw himself backwards into a wall. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? You just belt, like busted your back right there. If, if you've ever thought to yourself, I need to see a movie where a man puts his fingers and his tongue in a woman's mouth at the same time, <laughs> you've come to the right place. <laughs> the sensual licking really bothered me, how he would like lick their lips. <laughs> like, ugh. There's a lot of mouth play in this movie. <laughs> so much. Nothing but cigarettes and tongue action. Dude, I could see his enthusiasm in this sex scene, though, when he was ripping her bra off. Like, I recognize the look on his face as a look that's on my face when I'm ripping bras off. And I, like, it kind of, like, took gave me a step back to, like, really evaluate my performance sexually. Because I was like, whoa, like, he looks like a fiend right now. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him in me. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is geeking out right now. <laughs> that is hilarious, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this movie, it's like, Jesus, some of this foreplay is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I like the club scene where he's getting up on her and her girlfriend is watching and getting angrier and angrier, but still keeping up with a choreographed dance. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that that scene is the most ridiculous part of this movie because everybody is like thrashing, but they're all like clearly synchronized, like they've been practicing this shit, and everyone is like super dressed up with crazy hair, and then here comes Michael Douglas with a V-neck. Like he is dressed like Captain Picard on his days off in the yeah. episode. <laughs> he's like clearly wearing like a collared shirt and he's like tucked the collar in. <laughs> Yeah, that was it was pretty unbelievable that he pulls Sharon Stone after that. I wrote uh, I wrote they they finally kiss. Oh, and then they fuck. Those are definitely fake boobs. That's what I have written there. So (laughs) I don't know. I feel like any boob that just doesn't move. I don't think any women's skin is that tight. You know, like they got to have some bounce to them or something. But they did not. I'm casting my vote as I believe they are real. Miles, I mean, you saw it right in front of your face. I did. You're right. You I didn't believe, touch him, though. Is believing. 
Even when he was like sucking on them, though, they didn't come with him when he like broke the suction and, you know? <laughs> well, that's where he was going full force. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely was. Are you kidding me? See, it's like the spit fly off his lip as he. I loved when after they had sex, he ran into her girlfriend in the bathroom. <laughs> He's just walking around ass naked. He's like, hey, Rocky, let's. Let me ask you something, man to man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a line. I was like, damn, Michael Douglas. Dude, yeah, I haven't even started talking about all the... Li- like, I watched Inception for this show, and I had a front and back paper full of notes. This is two pages, like two full pages of notes I have on this, I would argue, not so great movie. <laughs> so- Imagine how many pages it would be if your hand wasn't busy. <laughs> <laughs> this is only half my power yeah. <laughs> four pages single space and I want cum stains on the bottom and on the disc <laughs> maybe it is four pages and two of them are just stuck together <laughs> uh, episode 69 y'all uh <laughs> Usually I try not to make it horny, but we are I'm gonna put so many like Austin Powers going, Yeah, baby. And does it make you horny? I'm gonna just put that shit in there all over the place. It's gonna be fun. Um We're coming at you like a shot of cum. <laughs> I didn't like that one, Josh. <laughs> the amount of times they said that word in this movie, I was like, fuck yeah, we're in a good place. <laughs> I, I was watching it with subtitles, and that was before they spelled it C-U-M. It was C-O-M-E. They're like, there's cum on the blankets. <laughs> okay. Wait, was there a year that that changed? I'm unaware of this. I don't know what year it changed. Anyway, sex scene number four is an off-screen sex scene. So that's up to you guys if that one counts. So that's the one where her friend is dead because... <laughs> Michael Douglas fucking killed her. <laughs> then he goes to Sharon Stone's house to, and she's like, I'm so sad. Let's make love. And then they like get naked and then they wake up in each other's arms. Do you think that counts as a sex scene? Yeah, yes. they were, I mean, they straight up said they were going to do it. I guess that's true, but it was off scene, off screen. But, you know, they filmed it like they made a whole big thing of her, like trying it up the butt for the first time or something like this movie is so horny. I feel like they tried that like with both of the women in his life in that movie like like when he does that like has that rough sex with the therapist and she's like that wasn't making love and then he, it was like this movie should have been called like the invention of fucking yeah <laughs> because she's like they're all shocked because she's like yeah fuck that dude we fuck like I like fucking him, and they were all like, "Jesus Christ, the mouth on this broad!" And what? Then, like, what is in his brain? Like, oh, I could fuck too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to just layer down eventually. I can go to town here. <laughs> and he tries it out, and she's like, "I didn't like that." And he's like, "Tough shit, Tootsie. I'll see you later." <laughs> like, and literally jumped in the air to put his pants back on. <laughs> he did like a kip up into his pants and was like, "Peace out." I'm stealing your cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nuts. Oh my god. This movie was ridiculous. So, um, they there's a sex scene where it's also off screen where they talk about a book, right? So that happens. 
And then uh, there's two more at the end where, like, we have to explain all that that's going on. But, like, uh, we're at, like, a half hour in. So I guess this is a good place for us to take a break. And when we return, we will talk about more Sharon Stone being naked and banging dudes. Greetings, fellow geeks. I'm Chris Melvin, one of the hosts of the Geek Peak Podcast, where we make it our mission to take you to the summit of pop culture with the best content recommendations from around the interwebs. Whether that's a new show you've slept on, your next favorite movie you're on the fence about seeing, a new track that jams, or what your next happy hour cocktail is going to be, the Geek Peak has you covered. Available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Hey there. Do you like movies, cartoons, video games, anime, and everything in between? Then we have a show for you. The Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. Every week, Josh and Ben bring you all the latest and greatest in movie reviews, news, commentaries, interviews, special guests, and tons of bonus episodes. New episodes come out every Monday. We also make great nerdy content on our YouTube channel. You can find our show anywhere podcasts are found. The Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast, your one stop for all your nerdy needs. Stay nerdy, my friends. Thank you all for listening to us tap into our juvenile senses of humor. We had a lot of fun recording this episode, and keep in mind, these are all jokes. Don't take anything we're saying seriously. Thank you to Josh from 4Nerds by Nerds and Chris from The Geek Peak for recording this episode with me. It was super duper duper fun. Please make sure that you guys check out their shows, because they threw themselves on the landmine that is Basic Instinct for your entertainment. So the least you can do is check out their shows. And the last thing I need to say is that we have one more announcement. In one month, Toast of the Realms. So next month, that's the plan. Hopefully we will be ready, and I think we will be. That's the Dungeons & Dragons podcast that I am starting with my homies. And uh, yeah, if you want to learn about Dungeons & Dragons, or if you want to listen to like a cool radio drama, or you're just interested in listening to me talk, which I can't blame you, check out Toast of the Realms. Okay, everybody, on with the show. Okay, so now we're back. Uh, what else do you guys have to say about this movie? Uh, I could go all day, just like Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Douglas is just a deviant in this film. And it's just like Josh said, it kind of blows my mind that they got this old guy to come in and do this. It's like, <laughs> I think of like Robert Redford. Right? They're about the same age. At that, like, yeah, at that time, yeah, like, uh, well, I think it's because his father had so much clout, and his father was like an extremely handsome man when he was younger, and like, so they're like, oh, we'll we'll pay it forward to his son, and it's like Michael Douglas is a good actor. I just don't think he's like overly handsome. The man's never not looked fifty years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're saying you wouldn't fuck him, Josh? 
I mean, if he paid me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this movie was directed by Paul Verhoeven, who directed the first, uh, the movie we did on the first episode of my podcast, RoboCop. I oh, really? RoboCop. Yeah, he. This man has a weird career. He did this RoboCop, and then I think I think he did Showgirls. <laughs> I almost suggested we did that one for episode 69, but I don't own it. My dad owns it, and I stole it from him for, like, weeks at a time, and he never knew. And uh, that was a movie, too. You ever see that one, Chris? No, I don't think so. It's like, do you know what Striptease is? Yes. It's like, it was like the, like, how there was Armageddon and Deep Impact. There was Striptease and Showgirls. They were, like, (laughs) the exact same topic. Okay, fair enough. The girl in Showgirls that was from uh, Saved by the Bell, Saved though. By the Bell, yeah. I'll list off some of the movies this guy has done because he used to be like a huge director for like a short period of time. So, quick side note: they made a 2006 sequel, Basic Instinct Two, which also had Sharon Stone, but it's not very good, apparently. That Actually. movie still seems like recent, but then I thought, I'm like, the same amount of time has passed between Basic Instinct and Basic Instinct 2 as passed between Basic Instinct 2 and now. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, Paul Verhoeven, his first first actual movie, I think, was RoboCop. But then listen to this like stretch of films. He did RoboCop, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Showgirls, Starship Troopers, Hollow Man. I love Starship Troopers. Wow. And me too. Hollow Man like killed his career. I like that movie <laughs> too, even though it's not good. I, I just like it. Also weird for sex in that film as well. <laughs> That's true. And it's Showgirls. Like this is a bit of a running theme here. Showgirls has the worst sex scene I've ever seen in any movie as far as like choreography, where she's like in a pool with like some dude, I don't remember his role in the movie. But she like flops around like a fish in the pool while he's fucking her. And it's the most ridiculous sex scene in movie history ever. I suggest you Google it. Google it right now. Just type in crazy sex scene from Showgirls, Chris. And I want to hear it. <laughs> Go on X videos. They would play that on VH1 when I was a kid because for some reason it has nothing to do with music. Um, and there was a scene at the end of the movie where she like comes in. And she has like a cheetah print top on. And then she takes her top off, but then she winds up like kicking the shit out of the dude. And then she'd leave. And they like literally like cartoon drew the top back on to her. Yeah, they did that in a whole bunch of scenes in that movie. <laughs> yeah. They like Microsoft paint fucking painted yeah. clothing <laughs> back on. It looks like those. Uh, have you ever seen like the edited pornos? Yeah. It's, like, it's, what it's, is it's, happening? Like, playing a pinball machine <laughs> what am i looking at are you looking at the swimming pool scene yes <laughs> what the hell is happening right now <laughs> yeah dude it's fucking ridiculous oh no <laughs> oh no oh no she's completely just going underwater and shit <laughs> So I thought about doing that for this episode, but I, I the argument is I didn't own it, but <laughs> Oh my god, what? Okay. I've never seen this before, but that was 
That was memorably terrible. You're welcome for bringing that into your psyche. (laughs) Elsa plays a hooker in Any Given Sunday, and she fucks Al Pacino. Really? Yeah, she's like his hooker through the whole movie. Interesting. Does she flop around like a fish? I'm I'm sure she does. (laughs) Al Pacino's probably (laughs) flopping around like a fish as well. Oh my god. So this movie actually has a plot, believe it or not. We just talked about all the fucking, but it's a murder mystery, right? Did you guys is so it, is it a mystery? No, because they show her in the opening scene fucking the dude. <laughs> I liked it. I felt like it was ambiguous pretty much the whole time. Really? I like I figured the whole point was for you to be like, Yeah, it's her. She did it. Like And then like in the last like forty minutes they're like what if she didn't do it? And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) We have evidence here. We know she did it. We saw some shit. (laughs) I was playing along, I feel like, but they kept it interesting enough because then they were talking about how the therapist had like dyed her hair and stuff and they found a wig and all, all these other like possibilities started coming into play. I was like, damn, what if it is somebody insane? Yeah, like, okay, so the first half of the movie, the writing, I feel like, is terrible. Let me find some quotes for you here. Um, <laughs> she was, he was like, were you with her last, or you wi- were you with the guy last night? And she goes, I wasn't in the mood last night, but, yeah, I liked fucking him. And just the way that it was written felt really forced to me, but there's some that are actually meaningful. It, it just, like, it reads like a really shitty one dollar novel that you would get off the corner of a grocery store shelf you know what I, like <laughs> i told you i quit smoking it'll never last and then they just stare at each other for a second <laughs> i don't know i kind of like throughout the whole movie i felt like her whole game was like just messing with his head so like everything she said just like kind of was like to fuck with him and be like a little like just out there and even to the end of the movie when she actually is well i want to ask your guys opinions on this but yeah she basically like sets him up to murder the therapist and well did she did she set him up what what do you what how did that play out for you guys what did you guys think yeah she absolutely did <laughs> like she was going <laughs> to kill michael douglas at the end there so who who stabbed the other police officer? Was that Sharon Stone as well? And she was just yeah, and then unseen. she itched the the shit in the hallway there. Yeah, she was framing the therapist, and then she planted all that shit in her house. But that graduation photo had the therapist as a brunette, and she was staring at her though, like the, it was just like picture after picture of her being obsessed with Sharon Stone. The end scene, the end sex scene, where they reveal that she did it the whole time. Because she like keeps leaning over in the bed thinking about grabbing something to stab him. And then she just comes back and jumps on him. And then she backs off a little bit. And then she thinks about stabbing him. And then she jumps on him again. And like I guess it's just like. a black and then comes back again like a second later. Yeah. (laughs) I noticed that. That that threw me off. I was like wait what's happening right now? Yeah. And it turned out that she did it because she had an ice pick under the bed. But like. I don't know. I feel like you'd change your MO. Like an ice pick doesn't seem like the most ideal way to murder somebody, you know? You're so at the scene of that crime and they're like, I don't know if it was her. (laughs) Miles is so hung up on it. He's like, it's unrealistic that they had an ice pick all over the place. (laughs) These are not common, regardless of the Kmart price. She's a rich chick. She got tapes. (laughs) 
<laughs> and a dollar sixty-eight she can spend at any Kmart. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the fact that whoever wrote this has no idea how alibis work, because she wrote a book where she the character killed someone exactly the way she killed somebody. And she's clearly fascinated with ice picks or whatever. But when she's like, the reason that I wrote about it is because it's my alibi. I obviously didn't do it if I wrote about it. And it's like, that's a bit of a stretch. But then later he's like, Michael Ke- or Michael Douglas is like, yeah, I got into a fight with the guy. And then he died later that night, which means it couldn't have been me. It's like, what? <laughs> They're like, cops are like, that checks out. And then he, they do that with the interrogation scene, too, where he says the exact same shit that she was saying. He's like, what are you going to do? Arrest me for smoking? They don't know how laws work. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, that is what they do. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's a millionaire and he's a cop. Oh, like... that, that is how we know that she did it. Because um, when her book is printing at the house when she's like, mm-hmm. I'm done. My book's done. So we're not, we're not banging no more. Um, and he like looks at it. You can see it says like he runs up the stairs and his partner's already been stabbed in the elevator. Mm-hmm. And then that's what fucking happened. So it definitely wasn't the therapist lady. Yeah. The, that was a pretty cool twist though, that Damn. he killed the therapist because she was like walking towards him. Cause she wanted to finger Bart Simpson keys, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> product placement transformers says hello yeah i've never understood why all early simpsons merchandise had bart with a blue shirt on when he wears he wears a fucking <laughs> orange shirt in the show i never was a big uh simpsons guy myself are you guys big into the simpsons i wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid and i never really like That's started great. i like the first the first like 10 seasons are fucking there's some phenomenal shit in there but then yeah it goes down i mean I say it goes downhill, but it also went on for it's still going. <laughs> like it's been on as long as I've been alive, basically. Yeah, that anyway. We don't need to talk about the Simpsons. We're talking about fucking um, But yeah, that lady dies kind of like that's why I was like, this is like a noir movie, because she dies like it's like a fucking Alfred Hitchcock movie. She's like <laughs> I loved you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best wishes. You gentlemen have played best wishes with me before, but on a future episode, because we are working on our October episodes, which I'll tell you about in the break before we come back to this. So, um, yeah, the uh, we're playing best wishes, which is a game where I read the description slash name of an item on wish.com to you guys, and you have to tell me what you think it is. Uh, we only have three of them prepped for today. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go with, uh, I don't know, who wants to go first? Josh, why don't you go first? Word. All right, this one's going to be easy, but the pictures are challenging. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is automatic thrusting, super soft, huge dildo, vibrator, realistic suction cup, penis, brown, male genitalia, adult toys for female, $2.67. Uh, that was amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna go with some uh, some sort of giant brown dildo. <laughs> well, if you look at best wishes one, let describe to the audience what you're looking oh. at. <laughs> I was right. 
It is a no. It's us. It's like an eggplant size. It's fucking huge. Dear God. Dang it. Technical malfunctions. Yours is vibrating realistic veined penis extension extender cock penis sleeve sheath male enhancer reusable condom sex toys for men make men bigger. Three dollars. Whew, that's hard to say on one breath. So extender and enhancer as well as I think she said cock sheath or cock sleeve or something. Um Either way, all of that leads me to think of like, is it something that you like put on your dick and it makes your dick a little bit longer, but it's also like got a like a splooge chamber in the bottom? Whoa, you nailed it like clean on the head. Go ahead and open the one that says no subject because I accidentally sent you the wrong thing and describe to the audience what this image looks like. It's literally exactly what I said. It's a strap-on fake penis with a splooge chamber included. And it has a a hook thing that goes around your balls to hold it on. It's like a vibrating thing in the... Yeah, it's like a vibrating thing in the head. That's fucking bananas. And it says, Macho Man, really big in the middle. (laughs) Why not give it a shot? (laughs) Macho, Macho Man. (laughs) (laughs) all right so you guys are tied with one point each this is the finisher whoever knows it gets it and uh they're all kind of easy at this point i'm scraping the bottom of the barrel this might be the last best wishes we'll see until october where you guys play it again um okay this is soft silicone anal vaginal dildo plug balls prostate anus erotic Expander anal sex toys for men, six dollars and seventy-five cents. Is it anal beads? Josh, what I do you think, think it is? A butt plug that also has some sort of thing that wraps around your testicles. Okay, you're both wrong, so I'm gonna do it one more time. You each get another <laughs> shot at this. This is soft silicone anal vaginal dildo plug balls prostate anus erotic expander anal sex toys for men six dollars and 75 cents is this like a uh an expander with an open slot for your butthole (laughs) um well if you guys open best wishes finale why don't you take turns trying to describe me what the fuck (laughs) this thing is (laughs) Oh my god. It looks like a fucking horn from Rick and Morty. <laughs> Indiana Jones's whip. <laughs> <laughs> but for up your butt. <laughs> oh my god. What is that? Uh it's like it, it's curved. Make it easier to go deep. This is what, is what my- it says. It makes me think of like you know that foam that has like plastic over it, and then as like the plastic flakes off, it's like yellow foam underneath of it. I feel like that's what this is. Why is it wet? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out how you use that. Which side do you? Which side do you start off with? The giant side or the side that looks like a finger? I think we know which one we start with. Oh, one, one end of it looks like Hubert's face. 
All right, so uh, I guess you guys end that one on a tie. That is uh, (laughs) everyone's losers when we play Best Wishes, as I like to say. So that was Best Wishes, everybody's favorite game. Uh, If you have Best Wishes ideas, take a screenshot of what you're looking at. Like, I need the description, the price, and an image. Send me the best shit you can come up with. This goes for you guys, too. If you can see anything on Wish.com that you see that's crazy, send that shit to me. And uh, it might end up on the show, and I'll give you a shout-out if you send me one that I use. So there you go. Uh, that's how you keep this bit alive, is by helping, because I'm running out of shit. It also <laughs> might wind up in the mail to Miles' house on Christmas from me and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It'll be the 12 days of Christmas, but it'll be 12 days of Wishmas. Like, Ooh, God, that sounds like hell on Earth. <laughs> call your mom and make her put it under the Christmas tree without opening it. it's really special for miles we want to make sure he opens it in front of as many people as possible (laughs) i uh yeah i'm pretty excited for there's one that we do in october that the audience is going to hear much later that you uh you threaten to buy me something and i'm into it i think it'll be great that that is too (laughs) (laughs) you find it and send it to me i'll be in i'll hang that shit anywho um so yeah do you guys have what else do you guys have to say about the movie basic instinct overall i thought it was interesting i like these like noir crime mystery suspense kind of movies i I don't watch them a lot so it was kind of like uh refreshing i had just finished mortal kombat so bit of a switch up but uh yeah there's some definite weird spots and michael douglas is kind of a weird pick yeah, I thought it was good. They don't, re- yeah, they don't really make movies like this anymore. The uh, like seven to ten million dollar budget movie has just kind of disappeared because nobody wants the return of like twenty million dollars. They want a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know what the budget was, but they spent it all on the car chases and uh, fucking Michael Douglas. So, but big coke budget. I'm I'm surprised you guys liked it because I super didn't. I was not as into it as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a real brain teaser. Like when I was a kid, I was like, I don't understand this movie. It's just hot. But now as an adult, I don't find <laughs> it hot. And I also don't I don't think that the the plot is all that great. Like, I don't know. Sell me on it. What do you guys like about this movie? Well, like I said earlier, I thought it was kind of interesting. Like the frame job that she did was good enough to where it could still go either way. I missed the part where she printed out her book because I think I accidentally fast forwarded by like 45 (laughs) seconds. Uh, So I literally completely missed that. So without that piece of information, I didn't know. And I did not see the freaking ice pick, even though I rewatched the ending twice because I was like, is this it? They're just banging. That's the end of this movie. I guess I was looking away at like the last second. So two vital pieces of information that I, uh, that I missed, but overall I thought it was interesting, like how she implicated the, um, the therapist Mm -hmm. and how she knew like so much about him. I thought it was fun watching her like game with Michael Douglas's head. And obviously the, all of like the violence was really well done. Um, like the dude getting stabbed in the very beginning was brutal. Same with the guy at the end getting stabbed. So I thought like the effects were pretty good. The car chase was fun. It's a nineties movie. So it's kind of like, it's not going to hold up to like today's standards in terms of like a story, but like in, 
as like a one-off fun watch that's interesting and inspired like a whole genre of these kind of movies. Well, I don't know. Did it inspire it gave, a genre? It gave or? so many 10-year-olds boners. It's unreal. Yeah, there were a lot of <laughs> movies at the time that were basically just like this. They were like... Species, bro. Yeah, species was like my TNA, shit. TNA. Like I love fucking, Species. Like whodunit movies and shit. Dude, if if we had to redo this for any reason or whatever, I should have picked Species for this because that's a, a way worse movie, but it, it formed who I am as a man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the scene in the hot tub of Species like it was yesterday. I could recite for you that entire movie. Like, I was so into that movie. <laughs> Natasha Henstridge, bro. Oh, my God. She gets me all hot and bothered to this day um so yeah josh what did you like about this movie was it all the boobies i'm hip dude that didn't hurt it any <laughs> there were no points <laughs> taken away for that <laughs> but uh i really yeah. liked the cast like there were so many just like bit parts in this movie that like i liked all the little like cops that were just around like that copy had uh looking up mm-hmm. all the information for him and he was like dude you're suspended and he's like come on don't be a pussy <laughs> and he's like i guess you're right <laughs> when he goes to the cowboy bar <laughs> yeah i loved it i loved his partner i know his partner from something but i don't know what and he was fantastic and then out of nowhere has an obsession for cowboys <laughs> <laughs> He's the least effective detective in history. Like, he's so obscenely stupid. The whole movie, I'm like, this guy is the guy, huh? Like, he's fucking dumb as a brick. I love some of the shit he says, though. He's got a good heart. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Then, when he runs across the street to get into the hotel, and then he's in the, or the office building, and then he's in the office building going to the elevator. And he wasn't winded. I was like, nah, I'm calling bullshit on that. <laughs> like, man, his size, if he had to hustle at all. <laughs> I mean, that guy's got like 100 pounds on me, and I already, I'm nothing puffed. I saw that truck coming, like, that drives behind him in that scene, and I was certain he was just going to get fucking hit right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would have been hilarious. There are some pretty funny parts of this movie that aren't supposed to be funny. The synchronized dancing at the club, though, takes mm-hmm. all of it. That <laughs> shit was the funniest shit ever. And uh, the car chases were cool. The acting was, uh, I feel like, intentionally bad. Uh, but, like, by today's standards, bad. Back then, it was like, we're punctuating your dialogue with music, you know? So, like, looking at all this shit, my favorite line in the whole movie was... She's messing with your head. She's evil. She's brilliant. <laughs> I, just, I was like, boy, you really need to send that one home, huh? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so let's talk about the most important scene of this movie, the scene that this movie's remembered for. Uh, even my girlfriend knew what this movie was for, and she's not interested in vaginas, nor is she interested in watching this movie. Um, so that's why we're here was this an impactful movie for you guys? Like when you were kids, like seeing a vagina on TV, like did that, was that an important moment in either of your lives? I didn't see this until I was probably like in high school. Oh really? Yeah. So I did never catch this movie until I was like 16, 17. But when I did see it, I was like, this movie's 
<laughs> got some good parts to it. <laughs> Obviously, all the parts with the police. Those are my favorite yeah. parts. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, like I said, I'd never seen this when I was a kid, but like it was parodied in every fucking movie, TV show, anything. So it's like, I already knew what was up. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, on a similar note, actually, you just led us into something we definitely want to talk about. Um, If you haven't seen Don't Fuck With Cats, stop this podcast right now and go watch it. It's only a couple episodes and it's some compelling true crime shit. But uh, Chris, why does this movie play into that docu-series? Dude, okay, so don't fuck with cats. Basically, the premise is some online sleuths see this video of this guy torturing cats, and they try to like track him down. Long story short, the guy, Luca Mag- Magnata, yeah, mm-hmm. he, um, they start to link this theory that he was imitating scenes from Basic Instinct. And it's really, really weird. Because he totally does. Like, they paint it out completely for you. Yes. Like, the, his interrogation at the police department, they have, like, the video footage, and it's, like, identical to mm-hmm. to the interrogation that she, that Sharon Stone receives in this movie. <laughs> he shows them their, his balls. Yeah. <laughs> he just rips his balls out of his shorts for him, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really kind of chilling. Um, but definitely if you haven't seen that, I think it, it does a really good job of tying it together. I don't watch things a lot of times, like anymore, like since 2000, I don't know, 12, I haven't been watching the same thing over and over again, like quoting Will Ferrell movies and shit. So I haven't been like that in a long time, but I actually watched don't fuck with cats twice. Cause I liked it so much. So you guys, whoever hasn't listened, seen it. You should definitely fucking watch it. It's so good. Even though we spoiled the ending, it's so fucking good. Anywho's. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yep. Okay. So, well, fellas, do you think I should, I I threw the disc away already, but if I had a good copy of this, if I decide to go out tomorrow and buy this on Blu-ray, do you think I should get it? Or do you think that it's not worth possessing? You're probably good not watching this movie again. Like I said, you got the you got the premise of it. Um, there's I saw the vagina. Yeah, there's plenty of websites where you can look up the Sharon Stone sex scenes if that's your style. You already know it's not a mystery anymore. Xvideos.com. Shout out to Xvideos that Chris and I both watched it on there. <laughs> I actually, I'm gonna be honest though. I actually really like Sharon Stone's just acting in general in this. Like she played a very, oh, she's excellent, very very confident, very smart woman. It was. It was a good performance, I thought. And when she was vulnerable, she was, like, so vulnerable. Like, she completely humanized herself as soon as, like, crazy shit happened. So, like, yeah, I thought that her acting, her performance was not the problem with this movie. Josh, what do you think? Should I – I'm going to a place where you can buy movies tomorrow. What if I see Basic Instinct? Do you think I should buy it? If it was VHS, I'd say get two copies because you're about to wear one out. (laughs) (laughs) But since we have, we live in the digital age that we do, I don't think you need to buy it. <laughs> like, yeah, just watch the best scenes when you can, when, you, when, you're, uh, when you're feeling frisky. <laughs> right on. So uh, we, we have a solid dump it, though. 
Like it, we don't need to own this DVD at all. So I'm going to tell you guys how I came across this DVD because it's awkward. Um, so there's this guy in my hometown. His name's Tom. What up, Tom? Tom's Music Trade. I'm going to give you a shout out now that I mentioned your name. Uh, Tom is a cool uh, Britishman, and he has these boxes full of DVDs or whatever that are like a buck each. So I dig through his DVDs every time I see him. And I found Basic Instinct, and I tried to hide it among other things. <laughs> so I was buying movies that I didn't want to own. Like, I bought the whole series of The Ali G Show. <laughs> I have no idea. And, of course, Tom goes through it, and he's like, oh, shit, I fucking love The Ali G Show. There's a whole pile <laughs> of shit. But he stopped right before Basic Instinct. It was hiding underneath The Ali G Show. And he had something to say about it. He's like, oh, I love The Ali G Show. And I was like, do you? Boy, that sure is exciting. Please don't look at the next thing in line with any sort of <laughs> scrutiny, please. And he like he moved the disc the the allergy show to the bottom of the pile and he clicked like the buy button on basic instinct and he looked at it. He looked at me and he looked at it. And he just moved it under the bottom of the pile and scanned <laughs> the next one, but he like he's like I know what's happening here. You're treating life like it's the '90s. Like this, you you shouldn't be buying this. I don't know how I have it in my store, but you shouldn't be buying. Like that was the the, the emotion on his face, and I was like, "This is what I was trying to avoid." <laughs> so, yep, that's that's how I acquired this movie. He's like that. There's a boy that's about to put some calluses on his hands. Oh my god! Yeah, Michael Douglas, Douglas dropping that line. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, like, why is this the most sexualized man in any movie ever? I mean, what are you going to do? Arrest him for smoking? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I just have written really big. She's evil. She's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I love both of your shows and I listen to both your shows pretty regularly. And uh, so let's talk about four nerds by nerds for a minute. I love your show. I've been on it a whole bunch. It's uh, uh, let me try and shoot it here. It's a movie centric podcast where you guys talk about all things nerdy, but you really focus on movies a lot. You do some commentaries and all that sort of jazz. Am I missing anything? Hell no. That was perfect. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so uh, if they want to find you, how are they going to find you? You, you tell the people. You I know. don't know. <laughs> this is the part you got to do. <laughs> you got to memorize it. Uh, yeah, we are FMBN Podcast on Twitter, FMBN, the number four, and the letter U on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. And then we're going to talk about the Geek Peak for a second. So I also love this show. This is uh, sometimes when I'm about to walk the dog, I'm like, if I'm going to do a long one, I'll put on an episode of the Geek Peak because I am never up to date on anything ever. Like, this is just not who I am. But you guys are so up to date and you're like organized about it. Like everybody has their own like, okay, so we're going to talk about all this shit. We're going to talk about Mortal Kombat, which came out this weekend, which is why we're talking about it now. Um, but this is in the future. Uh, so like we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat, but we're also going to talk about what's happening on Disney Plus, And we're going to talk about what's happening on Amazon. And like it's where I get to hear like, oh, this is all the hot new shit right now. All right, cool. So you guys are like my modern pop culture program and you do nerd news which i also enjoy because it's uh, the whole purpose of your show for me is that it helps me see the world (laughs) from everyone else's perspective and i get to like understand what what's happening 
with pop culture. So, pop culture. Um, so uh, did I miss anything, Geek Peak? No. Only other thing that we do that you didn't mention is we do uh, music recommendations too. So Yes. And you talk about the beers you're drinking. Oh, and alcohol, yes. We have different alcoholic <laughs> beverages every week. Come join us on the Geek Peak, geekpeakpod.com, and uh, come hang out. We do weekly episodes, and we also have special off off uh, Monday. What am I trying to say? On Thursdays, we sometimes drop bonus episodes. So there you go. Check it. Check it for real. Check it for real, y'all. Like I, I love both your guys' shows. It's so much fun, and like it's kind of weird that we have like a little bromance, the three of us, a little bromance thruple, where we thruple. all kind of like just. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like you guys a lot, and I feel like we talk all the time now. So life is good. You fucking people haven't seen anything yet. Homies, <laughs> you got some stuff in the pan that's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> well, I'm very excited for it. So, um, as you guys probably remember, I try and end every canonical episode that's not in October with recommendations. So it can be anything. It doesn't have to be movie or CD or whatever. Just think about like what you want to recommend to the audience. A lot of people say, "Be nice to somebody today," shit like that. I want to say thank you to the band The Jazz Tune for the use of the song Viva La Speed Metal off of the album The Medicine. Uh, this band has gotten me through hard times. It is some banging emo music. I know that emo has a bad connotation to it, but this is like when it's done right. It's not that My Chemical Romance bullshit. This is like actual like uh it's almost like punk meets emo it's it's pretty good stuff it got me through some hard times a couple breakups every time that something like bad is happening to me i listen to it and it brings me through and i hope that they can do that for you so that's the jazz tune check out the album the medicine i also want to say thank you to the fat rat for the use of the song unity he has no idea the show exists i talked to his pr people and they're like you can use this song that's fine but i want to say thank you to him for making this super awesome song it's called unity you can find him on youtube he just passed like like two million views or some crazy shit for this song so he he has no idea exist but thank you fat rat for the use of the song unity if you want to email me discdumppod at gmail.com that's d-i-s-c-d-u-m-p-p-o-d at gmail.com don't forget the pp in there it's important and then everywhere else just look for the disc dump with a c i don't know how you found the show if you didn't know that but it's the disc with a c the disc dump um so gentlemen what are we recommending to the audience so mine's just going to be a piece of advice that uh, has been good for me personally. And I think it's applicable to most people. A little Shia LaBeouf quote, just, just do it. Just do it. Don't be afraid to make changes in your own life. You are in control of your own destiny. Make the changes that you can to better your own situation and try to help people and be good to others. And uh, yeah, just, Try not to be a piece of shit. Use your blinker, assholes. <laughs> and here comes Josh with the don't use your blinker. You only live once. <laughs> well, first off, I'm going to say I fucking like my camera. Me too. Oh. So. Oh. Fuck you. Well, I'll recommend the Black Parade. Yes. I love that, Josh. That is awesome. What an asshole. I hate that shit. It's so I bad, but it. I love it. That whole album's great. That got me through some hard times. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you guys should definitely check out the Jazz June Viva La Speed Metal. It's a good time. Let's start every episode with it. But yeah, thank you guys for doing this episode with me. It was super fun. Thank you for being horny boys with me. Always. I'm hard as a rock right now. <laughs> Not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> Alrighty, audience. Until next week. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs>